Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Stanley on the North Bank from Wales Online. My name is Matt Davis, I'm the Head of Sport in Swansea and today I'm joined by Chief Football Writer Chris Wadden and Swansea City Writer Andrew Gwillem. Uh, afternoon chaps. Afternoon Wadden. How are you doing? Okay, um, yeah, you were both at the um, the Liberty uh, yesterday, uh, disappointing 1-0 defeat to, to Newcastle. There was so much optimism around the place um, before kick-off but it just seemed to be a bit deflated on on the full-time whistle, Gwillem. Yeah, I think um, it sort of popped that little bubble of uh, optimism, as you said, that we'd had after, you know, Renato Sanchez's arrival um, and Wilfred Boney's re-signing for the club. You know, I think a lot of fans were really looking forward to that game yesterday, and uh, you know, and seeing uh, Swansea kick off this new phase under Paul Clement. Obviously, with Sigurdsson and Laurenti gone during the summer, and um, you know, we never really got it. It was um, you know, disappointing performance. It was it was a pretty disjointed performance. I think you know there was. Um, there was a lack of tempo in the game, you know. I think a lot of Swansea's uh, attacking play felt as if it was a bit by numbers at times, uh, maybe lacking any genuine spark in those forward areas. You know, aside from that lovely pass that Fur put through for for Tammy Abraham's chance. Um, you know, I think maybe we've we've got to accept that with you know quite a few new faces in that side and on the bench, it, it will take a little bit of time for them to gel. But uh, you know, we were definitely hoping for. Better than that yesterday, and um, you know, unfortunately, we didn't see it. What? Yeah, you know, there was a genuine excitement before the game. You know, there'd been this phony war the first few games of the season, where you always felt Swans were waiting to get until the end of the transfer window. They've done that; it's created a buzz. There's a sense it felt like a, you know, a fresh start. At, right, what can they do now when they've got players? You know, slightly different to ones before, and still got a bit to prove. But players. Could genuinely get Swansea being more like Swansea if you want, and I think that's where the, the disappointment came from yesterday because it wasn't seen. Um, I don't think it was actually that bad a performance when you sort of break it down and watch it a bit more dispassionately. They were very comfortable on the ball, all right, they gave it, it, was, it was a bit sloppy in, in places and it was too easily turned over, but you know, the build up from the back is, is, is much better. It's, continuing progress in the first couple of games um, you know you can see elements of, of what Clement is wanting to do but I think there's a few things uh, that was got wrong yesterday you know the fullbacks were particularly uh, awesome from his own standards didn't get involved enough and Newcastle so narrow uh, players running running through and he did break from midfield and it's just no support you know think back to that chance that AU had in the first half on Abraham, pressed hard, wins the ball, and he goes through. Ayo has to go and shoot because there's no runners with him. And now, whether that's because of no one really taking responsibility or sort of not having those, that second line of forward that the wingers bring in the old 4 2 3 1 system, don't think the makeup of the midfield was right. I'm not sure of Clippers in the base of midfield, you know, he seemed a little bit, little bit wasted, really. Um, so lots of little things that weren't quite there, a bit slow, too 
many touches, no one's going to dictate a tempo, say, right, now we've played it slow, 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 who's going to speed it up and, and catch Newcastle in a way? No one really tested a fairly shaky Newcastle defence, or Lascelles a, a very good player, I've liked him for a long time, but the full-backs weren't tested. No one really looked to, to try and pull them out, and that's where the disappointment came from, probably more because, as well as the sort of optimism sort of being a, given a reality check, disappointment came from because they're better than that, or they should be better than that, and um, and, and that's, that was tough for Clement to take, and it was interesting to use the words afterwards, I thought it was a missed opportunity, and I think that, that, that has two meanings there, missed opportunity to get three points, which would have taken the pressure off going to Tottenham, because that's going to be very difficult, and all of a sudden, you know, you could be looking at back-to-back defeats, three defeats from the first five games, and a missed opportunity in terms of capitalising on that extra buzz which hadn't been felt a liberty for a bit too long. So, yeah, a disappointing day, but I'm not sure I'm not joining the complete national teams just yet. <laughs> I think it was a, a, just a collective, really, cl- collectively um, poor performance. Um, but Ronaldo Sanchez has, has, has copped a lot of a lot of flack, hasn't he? Really, on after a you know sixty nine minute debut, I think um, in some quarters, you know, they, he's he's almost being being written off, which is, I find quite frankly absurd, really. Yeah, it's it's the same people are sort of saying how football has gone mad because Frank de Boer's at four games are judging Ronaldo Sanchez on sixty nine minutes. Um, you know, anyone who thought he's going to play that game and be at his very best and show the form that made him you know, the uh, best young player in Europe needs to get their head a wobble I think you know he's been in the country two days he, he has had a good pre-season he has played, been involved but he hasn't played at that intensity forget pre-season he hasn't played regularly at uh, Bundesliga intensity low Premier League level intensity for, for you know year more, you know. International football is different. Um, he looked a little unsure himself at times. And, he, you know, ultimately, as I wrote yesterday, he looked exactly what he is, a player who's lacking in fitness and confidence or lacking in sharpness and confidence. It's a bit surprising that front for Clement to play in because he's on a bit of a hiding the nothing then, Sanchez, because he's either... You know, going to have a good game, and everyone's going to continue the excitement about him and, and hail him as you know the greatest thing since Messi. Or he's going to have the kind of game he, he had, and people are going to write him off and say, you know, Chelsea United fans talking about dodging bullets. Well, you know, after 69 minutes, I look back at it uh, and try to look more at Sanchez's game. And you know, I was sat next to Andrew yesterday, and we both you could just tell there's a bit of class. Uh, about him, he, he made so many misplaced passes. It, was a, it became a bit of a joke. He, you know, he, wonderful bit of skill, and then gave it away, which sort of undoes itself. What impressed me is that one is that he's got a real uh, electric start. You know, he's buzzing around. I think if they can maintain that, that's going to be very exciting. The other thing is we both noticed how how involved he was. So I looked at the stats, and he actually had right seventy one touches in in uh, sixty nine minutes. That is more than any other new, any of the Newcastle players. That's that was only better by four of the Swansea players, and he came off after 69 minutes. You know that is quite unusual, really, for a player fresh in to be that involved, to want to get on the ball, to um, 
you know, demand the ball and trying to get in the space for the ball. And I think that is probably the, the biggest plus to take out of that performance is that he's not hiding. He, he wants to be involved. And, you know, the, the rest will and hope, hopefully will come. Like I said, I was surprised he started. I don't think the balance of the midfield was right. Finding exactly where to get the best out of him and, uh, and, and therefore others around him is Paul Clement's big challenge now. But, you know, anyone writing them off just yet needs to take a look at themselves. Well, you ran the rule over both the, the new boys uh, yesterday. When I said new boys, uh, the second coming of, of Boney, obviously. Um, what did you make of their contribution? Well, I mean, on Sanchez, I'd agree with a lot of what Chris said there, to be honest. Um, you know, I think look, some of the criticism is justified because, you know, when you're playing at that level and you give the ball away as often as he did in, on some occasions under very little pressure, you know, that is going to stick out like a sore thumb. And it did yesterday. There's no, you know, there's no doubt about that. But at the same time, there were those moments where there were just glimpses of what a talent he is. You know, we are talking about a guy who was the best young player at the Euros last summer. And he was outstanding in our Portugal side. You know, there were a couple of lovely turns in tight space near the touchline to find room. Some signs of his strength as well. You know, he's a powerful guy for someone so young. You know, he won the ball back quite high up the field on two or three occasions in the first half in particular. You know, we we are going to have to give him a little bit of time. You know, there's you know, I, I I don't think you can write him off on 69 minutes any more than you know you can write Swansea City season off after was it four games. You know, it's you know you're not you're not um, you know it's a, that's unfair in my opinion. You know, we'll be in much better place to judge uh, Sanchez and Swansea. You know, probably a month to two months down the line. Uh, Boney, uh, kind of similar really. I thought there were some nice signs. You know, I mean. The one thing that stood out with Swansea this season is their inability to hold on to the ball in central areas high up the field. They've had real issues. Abraham and um, AU were not maybe necessarily cut out for that sort of role. Boney is far more comfortable playing with his back to goal and able to keep hold of the ball and bring others into play. There were a couple of little signs of that during his 21 minutes yesterday. But again... Service probably wasn't great all round, and he is certainly in need of more game time, given how little he's played for Stoke and Man City over the last couple of years. So you know, overall, you know, probably we'd have, I'm sure we'd have wanted better. I'm sure they'd have wanted better. But you know, anyone you know wanting to write them off as uh, as duds just yet, you know, needs to just have a little bit of patience. I would say. Yeah, absolutely, completely agree. Um, was um. Clement was strong after the game, wasn't he? His, his comments were mm. refreshingly honest. Yeah, I mean, he said them very calmly, very measured, but, you know, he made his point absolutely clear. And he included himself in a bit of the criticism. But, you know, he recognised the fact that it wasn't good enough, that, that players had, had, I wouldn't say ignored plans, but weren't sticking the plans, weren't doing the basics right, weren't keeping hold of the ball, weren't you know, delivering that, pre- that pressure that would have forced mistakes in Newcastle. Um, and, and I'd much rather that, can't do it too often, you know, because you're just, you're just drilling the confidence in your side. But I'd much rather that when it's needed than those overly clinging to, to, to positives and, and refusing to... to Publicly, what everyone would like to see. 
You mentioned Rocky Messi there, um, Wads. Um, Quill, uh, I think he he was going to come on yesterday. Was was that right? I think he was getting getting dressed to come to come on on the pitch. But I think then um, then Newcastle scored. I'm not so sure what I mean, what what is the situation with Messi. I, I, he's still trying to get up to speed with with the game. I, that's what that's what the what Clement says. Yeah, I was, you know, I think you know you, you have to take Paul Clement at his word on that. You know, he he believes that Messi needs a bit more time to assimilate to his new surroundings. You know, I think um, I think Messi himself gave an interview over the international break where he admitted that um, you know he was finding it quite uh, an adaptation to make. Um, but you know, uh, ultimately, um, you know, if he is going to adjust, he probably needs game time. I would suggest, and you know, I'd go back to what Chris said earlier. You know. When you consider the lack of tempo that Swansea had yesterday, which they were always going to need against a side who were happy to sit deep and sit off them. Um, you know, Messer on the bench and Leon Britton sitting in a TV studio. Um, yeah, and I, I just feel that, you know, Britton in particular, given what he 
did in the last five games of last season, playing in the diamond system, which we saw yesterday, where he was incredibly effective, both on the field and in his influence off it as well. Um, you know, it is a bit disappointing. Not this, I wouldn't say you know jettison's a strong word. You know, that's not to say that Leon won't be back in the in the squad at Wembley this weekend. But you know, I, I do get the feeling that those two players are going to need to be far more involved than they are at the moment if we are going to see Swansea play that way that we've been used to see them playing over the years because those two guys are excellent at keeping the ball and they can set the tempo which is what was missing yesterday I think the reason you know it's become such a salient point is that I think everyone has struggled both have fresh in their minds haven't they where same type of language was being used about why Borja wasn't involved and all right, he didn't really part of the season. But you know, there has to be small elements of concerns that got past the first international break and still not trusted to be in a game of that type as well. Not again, you know, you played against Man United, which, you know, if you know the speed, that was a surprise. But I played against Newcastle with the greatest respects to them, you know, the way they were going to come and set up would have suggested it would have been good for for Messi to be involved. Now, as Andrew said, you know, Graham is there to take the side. We're not privy to train them. It could be that Messi is just not quite there yet. It could be that Graham prefers someone else to do it. Don't really know. But it, the longer this goes on, and the more, obviously, the less minutes he's getting, which is not sort of counterintuitive to a guy trying to get up to speed. Um, the, the, the more people will start to worry. You know, uh, he's another player that excites. And if they can get him playing in a way he's capable of, then if we go back to that optimism, we go back to that excitement about a team sheet for the first time in a while. Um, and he would, for me, solve a problem, as would Britain, in speeding up that time when teams are demanding to be broken down. And they're sitting off, come on then. Pass it around in your own half, but you mean getting past the team in the box. Um, so, again, I'd like to see it shuffled around for, for Tottenham and, and, and then see where they are for, for the game at home. Is it Huddersfield after that, I think it is? And, uh, what for? I'm still catching up from international break and trips to Moldova. I don't know where I am. <laughs> <coughs> well, I think I think that game uh, yesterday was crying out for either either a Messer or a, or, or a Britain really. But um, um, Swans conceded from a, a set piece. Um, Clement said in the in the aftermath that um, it's something they'd be working on. Um, he seemed to sort of solve their set piece woes under, under Clement at the back end of last season. We're not likely to see this rear its ugly head again do you think? Um, well, it's, it's a little bit early to say isn't it? it's a bit worrying when you consider that if you know, if you include that Johnny Evans goal on the last day of last season that's now three conceded in five games in the Premier League and you know obviously that's a trend you don't want to continue um, you know improvement was clear to see during the second half of last season um, but I think you know what stood out about that goal yesterday was that you know, Lascelles, or he, he, you know, he took the chance, took the chance well, but he had an unimpeded run to the edge of the six-yard box um, against a defender who was, you know, rooted to the floor. You know, if you've got a run on someone who's standing still, you know, Mawson had absolutely no, you know, no chance of beating him to that ball really. Mm. Once he got that far, and 
you know, that is one of the criticisms people have of zonal marking. You know, they do say that you end up watching the ball rather than looking for the man coming in towards you. And, you know, that looked like a case of that yesterday. Um, you know, Clement says you'll go away, look at the details. You know, him and Nigel Gibbs have done an awful lot of work in that area since they came in in January, not just on the defensive side of things, but on the offensive side as well. And, um, you know, you'd have to say that Swansea set pieces of their own were pretty disappointing yesterday. You know, I think, you know, I'm just thinking of the last two free kicks that they had in stoppage time yesterday, which, uh, you know, Sam Lucas took. And, um, you know, the one didn't clear the first man and the other one was, you know, really badly overhit. And, um, you know, it, it does look like a little bit more work needs to go back into that area, but I don't think it's too much cause for alarm just yet. You know, it just looks like it's maybe the, the detail and, and tightening the nuts and bolts of it. But uh, obviously, yeah. certainly don't want it to continue. Manager team a bit like doing up a house, you know, we just finished up all, all the bedrooms and the bathrooms upstairs and then the missus wants a new picture at the same time, just as you finished. You know, they, just when you think something is sorted, something else you thought was right will creep up on you. And set, sort of set pieces one of bigger, Clement's biggest successes last year. And, you know, I think he's clearly annoyed the fact that uh, it, it came unstuck, really, you know, that they shouldn't be conceded like that. Probably zonal isn't so much, you know, the system, it's the fact that without taking a really good look at it and going over, you know, over tapes, you're never quite sure who to blame. When it's man marking system, it's easy, isn't it, often? Right, we should have picked him up, therefore he's not done his job. With zonal, you can never be quite sure, right, who is supposed to be making that blocking run. Because um, you know the suggestion last night that you know, it might have well been Austin who uh, had been in the zone but not not looked at, at the, the run coming in and, and gone the challenge and helped Mawson out. But then you know where the second line was, there was someone else hanging around the edge of the box, I think, without really picking up a space of any note. So it's it's always it's always easy to hit out at zone marking because it's not so easy to identify where the fault is so you blame the system as a whole rather than individuals but a system we work on all the individuals do so that's what they've got to nail down there's no need to rip it all up you know it clearly worked well for them last year for the first time in goodness knows when you know how long the set has been a problem for Swansea yeah you know, 10 years so it is a case of fine tuning that but it is frustrating when you don't want to give the teams a leg up to you because I'm not sure when Newcastle really looked like they were a threat to score apart from the time they did. So it turns a disappointing day into a, you know, a pretty disappointing day, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, just, Swans head to, to Wembley um, this weekend, take on take on Spurs, quite a, a, a daunting task. Um, does, the, does the diamond shape survive or do we perhaps see Three at the back return, Mike van der Horn back in the in the lineup. Well, um, well, I mean, as you know, it does look fairly ominous, fairly ominous task, doesn't it? You know, Spurs were excellent against Everton on the weekend, um, and on the back of Swansea not really quite being at it yesterday, you know, you do you do start to you know be feel a little bit fearful, maybe despite Spurs' sort of iffy record at Wembley. I, I got to be honest, I I would expect to see the, the back three. Um, in terms of selection, I just think, uh, as Chris alluded to earlier, I, I, I can't see I can't see him playing the diamond there. 
Um, and back three and you know the three midfielders in front of it gives them a real you know solid couple of lines in the middle of the field. You know when they played played it against United, they clogged up an awful lot of the space in the middle of the field. Um, you know Tottenham are a different side. You know they do use their full backs. Uh, they you know play with a lot of width. But I think you know Swansea tend to try and work on the basis that you can put the ball in, but if they crowd enough bodies in there, you're going to find it very difficult to pick out another shirt from your team. So uh, just in terms of being able to keep them compact, you know I think it's a game where Swansea probably look to just keep themselves in it and keep themselves in it for as long as they can, um, and hope they can hit that with some counter attack opportunities with the two wing backs pushing on and. You know, see if it is Abraham up front, that ability to stretch the game through running the channels. So um, that that would be my expectation. Um, I'd, I'd be surprised if we, we don't see three at the back come back. Yeah, I think, I think you're asking for trouble. The way that Tottenham's full-backs, Ben James, obviously someone you know well, and it's not just a case of them showing crosses in. You know, they're going to... Which is why I'm surprised they went for your ending, because they don't throw a lot of traditional crosses in. They, they, they get these space and then try and work it um, around the box, you know, and, and try to slip past. Um, so I think it's going to be a tall order. What, what Swansea should be hoping for is that they can hold out and frustrate for as long as possible because Tottenham are playing at a very different crowd, in front of a very different crowd at Wembley. Same supporters, but you've got a lot more backpackers, I would argue. So people were there to be want to be entertained a bit more than the traditional white dark green crowd, which was always impressive in the way that I can remember a couple of years ago when Swansea played Spurs and Arsenal went back to back and Swansea had frustrated Tottenham at White Dark Lane, but the crowd kept on going, kept on pushing Tottenham, believing it would come and giving the seat to Arsenal and the Arsenal crowd became jittery and nervous and anxious and then affected their team and it ended up seeing Swansea get the win. I'm not just what the spirit have lost that advantage from being away from my family and being at Wembley and obviously all the media talk of a hoodoo. Um, that could be a hope for them to play on that. But even been talking about if they are at full pelt is a tall order. And I guess we should be just thankful if they keep it anywhere away from five. You know, I think it was last year, isn't it? I should yeah. remember that more. Um, because it was horrific. Um, and Clement, you know, I, I go back to Clement's words when Trudskin and his side won't be beat by three or four very often. And, you know, uh, it's happened once this season, but by and large, he's, he's, uh, he's been proven right in those words. And I think there'll be a lot of hard work going to train ground this week to, to make sure that they're at the very least competitive and they can build, build going, uh, going back to the next one again. Um, personnel changes? Do you think? Do you think? Do you think we'd see Sanchez again? Uh, I, uh, yeah, I probably would. If we're going to start him, you know, the doubt would be we start him in that first game. I think once he's got, a, he's got a week more of a week to acclimatise the type of player he is. I think you've got to start him. You know, going back to the sort of Messi situation, I, when I put out our talking points on on Twitter last night, a lot of people saying, "Well, how what Messi must feel, and how can Sanchez start for two games?" and still be able to speed but Messi on the bench. The difference is the responsibilities of the roles. You know, Messi is uh, far more of an attacking player. You know, he's, 
where you can imagine Mesa is a player that has got to be right because it's such an important role in the way that Swansea want to play. Um, so, yeah, I'd expect Sanchez now, now he's been given out for the start, I'd expect Sanchez to stay in the side because I think he will get better. Yeah, well, yeah, I think, you know, you've just got to keep exposing him to it, haven't you? Um, you know, he's, as well said, I think the big talking point was whether he'd start yesterday. You know, having done so, you'd probably expect them to persist with him. I'd be quite interested to see what they do up front. You know, I know Borne clearly needs, um, you know, some game time under his belt. I think there's a suggestion he might see some time with the under-23s this week. But... I'm just thinking that on Saturday at Wembley, they're going to need to be able to hold on to the ball when they can relieve the pressure. And it's something they've not been able to do particularly well so far this season. It's something Boney can offer them. Whether it's too soon for him, you know, Paul Clement will have a better idea than we do. But I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if Boney was under consideration just for that ability to potentially allow them to lift... But they're going to be under pressure Saturday. There's no two ways about it. They're, go- they're going to spend long periods of that game pending their half just because of how Tottenham play. They, when they get out, they need to be able to stay out rather than just have the ball coming back to them constantly as it did at Southampton on the opening day. So it does make me wonder, might we see Boney? Although you know, it would be harsh to drop. You know, I thought, I thought yeah, you played reasonably well yesterday and obviously you know, Abraham went as close as as anyone to a goal so you know no easy calls there but given the situation I wonder if that's one we might see yeah, I don't think I don't think Boney is a player that will offer you much coming off the bench although there was flashes yesterday he's not an impact player mm. by any stretch I think he's someone that likes to feel his way into the game and it might be a case of saying right give us 50 minutes perhaps <laughs> I, I don't know again mm. what he's like in training will will be that he has got a long way to go to get up to that, you know, that peak. Um, but the type of player he is, you know, unlike Eurenko, for example, who would probably be on the bench against Swansea um, again, I'd imagine, he isn't someone that you go, right, get on and get in the box, you know, and cause some havoc. You know, he's not, he's a big centre-forward, isn't he, Bone? But he's not that type of centre-forward, mm. really. So, um, it, it, it is going to be interesting whether... I don't know, but um, you know, Bone with someone running off it could be that chance to, to scare Spurs a little bit. Yeah, well, hopefully, we'll be um, talking about a positive result and performance uh, next week. Um, I'm beaten at Wembley, see, man. Wembley, two from two. I don't mind this white out there and who do. Two like from two at Wembley. Like a second home, indeed. Right, um, thanks, chaps. That's probably a decent place to wrap it all up um, thanks for listening everyone um, usual regular reminder that you can get all your latest eight latest um, Swans news on Wales Online on Twitter at Swansea City Live and Facebook which is Swansea City Wales Online thanks very much chaps cheers mate. thanks cheers. Mate. cheers